Today's episode is brought to you by Free Agency Madness. It's high noon. Everybody and welcome to High Noon Podcast, the Competitive Overwatch Podcast. I am your host, The Blevins. With me, as always, is Deathblow. What's up, buddy? Not too much, my man. Holy smokes, the season's over. We can finally relax, right, Blevins? Uh, well, after the uh, literally ten-page document that you put together, and <laughs> I've never worked so hard on show notes in my life. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You've put a lot of work into it, at least a handful of four episodes every once it's like it's like a it's like a gear i don't know what it is it's like a it's cyclical like every once in a while you go like full ham on an episode show notes and i'm like (laughs) but that's kind of how we as a community feel after not only getting the uh, the free agency official document from uh, the league, but also just sifting through announcements from teams and players tweeting and this, that, and the other. And, uh, well, this is going to be the episode that we go over a good chunk of it because, like I mentioned, literally 10 pages long, every team, every posi- every player that is that was in the league um at the end of the season has their contract uh their contract status is going to be talked about and uh of course was detailed in that document which we'll be going through um uh, but also deathblow went above and beyond the call of duty and cross-referenced it and color-coded it with player tweets and org tweets and and hearsay and whispers okay maybe not the last two things but at least tweets from the, the players and uh the orgs yeah, and I just want to go on record saying that I much prefer episodes where I just get to scream my terrible hot takes into uh, the microphone <laughs> and people just chuckle and roll their eyes at me. That's better. <laughs> but listen, it is absolutely crazy right now with the free agency stuff going on, mm-hmm. and we wouldn't be doing our job if we didn't take a minute to really try to make some sense of it and present it to you guys in a a way that makes some sense so like Blevin said we're going to go team by team through the list every player that was in the league last year we're going to talk about the players who have already signed who weren't in the league last year mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that means all right it might take more than more than this episode to get it figured out but yeah um we're going to split it up if we need to i don't know we're just going to really play it by ear yeah. Um, I'm sure if we do have to extend it to next week, that's only going to lengthen the list of things we need to discuss. We'll probably have True. to go back and, and update some teams, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But we'll figure it out. We're not in a hurry. We got a long off season coming up yep. and, uh, yeah, we're going to take our time and, and get you guys all the info here. Absolutely. And, uh, but before we get to that, we're going to, of course, go over a little bit of housekeeping. Blackwatch report has, uh, done their, episode as well i believe they started to go over some uh teams from the uh korea grand finals i believe they talked about uh that as well as of course covering the tier two scene in general so make sure you're checking them out on their feed blackwatch report on twitter twitch and everywhere that you can find podcasts 
another uh, exciting announcement here. Of course, uh, if you've been a uh, High Noon podcast fan for uh, a, a while now, we this is, I think, going to be the third or fourth time. One of those two. It's either the third or fourth time that we're going to be doing our yearly crossover episode. The Omnic Noon returns Monday, November 2nd, 8 p.m. Eastern, which is going to be next week's show. So So uh, if we do split up the free agency episode, that means that one will appear in between the free agency episodes. But yes, um, yeah, just. Like I said, we're we're making it up as we go along, so yeah. bear with us. Just like we've been for the last five years. Um, but if you haven't already, I mean, it it seems like uh, it would be crazy now to have folks that are listening to us that haven't heard of uh, Omnic Lab. But definitely, <coughs> lost my voice there. Definitely check them out if you haven't. Um, we're going to be doing our crossover. We've done this like like uh, we mentioned. I think this is either the third or fourth time we've done it. Um, a lot of times we, uh, a lot of times we are, um, you know, this is right around the time that we'd be getting ready to go to BlizzCon and see these guys in real life. Well, rip, not, that's not happening. Um, but of course we've been making it a Halloween time tradition to do, uh, the Omnic noon crossover where we'll be talking about, uh, all things Overwatch and probably getting a little off the rails too with, uh, you know, just it's been a while since we've, uh, uh, you know, all gotten in a call together and hung out. So we'll, it, it might get a little off the rails, but it's always fun. It, it has. It should get nuts, especially considering there's like all these not really leaks, but like bits of information and news mm-hmm. that are coming out and are starting to leak out about like the Overwatch League schedule, maybe mm-hmm. starting later than normal and getting like an April beginning why would they do something like that? Well, maybe if you're planning on releasing the second iteration of your game in March, right. you wait until April to, lo- to right. get the league back started, things like that. So uh, who knows, even by this time next week, what, uh, what'll be out there, what kind of information is going to be available. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, it's always great to connect with those guys. And we're, um, honestly, we're pretty good friends. We get together, we play games yeah. a lot, you know, some of us more than others, cause we don't all have, illustrious uh, legends of runeterra casting careers to to keep up on but you know um we we hang out fairly regularly so it's always a, a pretty good time when we do get the chance to sit down and and actually record something so looking forward yeah. to that and hope you guys tune into that next week yeah should be a good one a fun one uh nonetheless but before we get into it death anything fun and exciting happening for you this past week I mean, my football team kicked six field goals yesterday, and that was good enough to win the game. So I don't really have anything else to add on to <laughs> other than that. Um, did get my – I've got my, my Josh Allen jersey on, things nice. like that. But nothing oh, nothing crazy going on over here. Um, yeah, it was a whole mess. I literally <laughs> got I got it for free. They screwed it up so bad. Um, but at the end of the day, I got it for free. So I'm going to call that a pretty big win. It's a dub. Uh, yeah, we're 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 happy about that. But yeah, no, how about you, man? What's what's been going on over there? Oh, same old, same old casting and uh I, I finally put together a uh and by put together I mean I paid someone to put it together more professionally than I would have. Uh casting reel, um, with some uh examples and, and whatnot of some casting stuff I've done, some voiceover stuff and uh put that out into the ether. Um so that was exciting, I guess. 
uh, something I should have probably done your, a year ago. Is your ago. baby in the reel? I'm not going to lie. I did send the clip with the baby to them. They uh, chose not to use it, and I Weird. deferred well, to maybe, their judgment. Maybe maybe it'll make the blooper reel someday. Uh, uh, well, it certainly made my blooper, my internal blooper reel. That's that's really the, the whole thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking back, and I, 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 it was it was fun because uh, it was like, oh, I got to go back and watch some of the old stuff that we that I've done and and that we've done because I I think there's a clip or two of us casting or at least the event that we casted, uh, TFT event, and uh, it's like, man, these events weren't that long ago, but they seem so long ago because it was before covid it's like insane it's like why do i look so young was was quite some time ago that's true it was set one set one was when we was what we casted which was uh kind of crazy but you know they've said that people the the devs have said that we wouldn't like set one if we really if they release it today and i i look back at that and i'm like no i want it back give me give me set one back that was the that was the apex the only set I might like, I mean, I don't know why we're going down this, this can. No reason. But here we are. It's not like we have a, such a full episode. We're talking about needing two. Nah. Um, but honestly, it was outside of this one, maybe being the only exception. Yes, that one was great. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Well, enough uh, talk of other things and certainly enough talk of me. Let's move on. And uh, oh, let's break it. we're starting at the top of the alphabet Atlanta rain we're going to be going through I'm just going to read the uh the names of the players at the positions and uh we've got th- essentially three options um for what could have happened with them um and death you did this and explained it to me better than than sure. I will so I'll, I'll uh, let you explain the three different uh denotations for players yeah, so there was option exercised, which means, I mean, we, we know when the initial contracts were signed, they were all on a one plus one. The team had the ability to exercise a, an extra year and keep them for season two. That's been a recurring trend that's stuck around um, with later contracts as well. So a lot of times there's a team option on, on these contracts. Mm-hmm. So the teams either declined the option, in which case we're implying that they're going to be releasing the player. That's not a requirement. Obviously, they could re-sign that player under a different contract, uh, different terms, different pay, et cetera. Um, but it feels like, for the most part, it's a pretty solid indicator that they aren't planning on using them. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, the teams come out and said that as well. We're, you know, we're saying goodbye to so-and-so. Right. Um, and so w- we personally have three statuses that yep. we're going to really be working with. We have signed. okay on the roster good to go uh we have unsure that's typically a player who is their contract has expired there's no option to be exercised they're not re-signed yet um that's very up in the air they could stay with their existing team Mm -hmm. uh they could sign wherever they want it really becomes completely up to the player at that time um and then we also have uh dropped basically like gr- we're using green red and yellow i mm-hmm. think are the colors so um you know there's also there's a couple other options you know option exercise like i said there's like a future exercise date some of these contracts were signed at a time that means mm-hmm. um they don't have to make up their mind until november 13th 
So some of those players are very up in the air as well. Um, but I've done my best to go in and, and either give it the green, the yellow, or the red designation mm-hmm. on every single player so that we can give you guys a decent idea of, of what's going on. And that includes a, a massive chunk of players that have a big old question mark next yeah. to them. So it's definitely a developing situation, um, but we'll do our best to distill it down. Some of these teams are not a developing situation yeah. at all. <laughs> uh, so it'll, it'll really um, be a very different conversation for each team. Yeah. And I'll just, I'll just read the, uh, the color here just to keep it as simple as possible. And then we can go into more detail uh, on specific players, uh, if we so desire. But we'll start with the Atlanta Rain and go into the DPS first. Edison, green, Erster, red, saucy, red, sharp, green. Okay, I actually hate saying the colors. I'm yeah, reading what it is. Yeah, it's terrible. Uh, just read the players and I'll give the I'll give the okay. scoop on them. Yeah. Okay. Edison. Uh, he's going to be kept. He's still under contract. They exercised his option this okay. year. Erster. Erster is a free agent. They actually announced this one. Um, so he is going to be leaving after a mediocre year last year. Very interested to see where he goes. Okay. Saucy. Saucy is a free agent. Did not pick up his option. I believe they announced this one as well. So there's going to be some new flex DPS players here for Atlanta coming up. Okay. And Sharp. Sharp is under existing contract, not even an option. So there's probably an option on him next year. He's with Atlanta for as long as they want him. All right. Moving on to the tank, we've got FRD. FRD is gone. His contract expired, and they announced they're done with him. So he is going to leave. All right. Gator. Well, if you're going to talk about Gator, we might as well talk about Hawk, too. Both of them had 2021 options that were exercised. That is your main tank and your off tank combo for the Atlanta rain in 2021, which then means, uh, Pacpo. Pacpo's cut. Um, he had an option for this year. The team declined it, which makes sense with how they were using them. So absolutely. Okay. And then finally the supports for the Atlanta rain. We start with fire. Fire is a free agent. His option was not picked up. Okay. Our uh, friend of the show, a uh, a person who is co- a player who has come to our who went to our Philly uh, our Philly meetup, Dogman, Pogman. Um, yeah, he is a, he is a free agent. Uh, he did not have an option to be picked up, uh, so he just reached the end of his his contract naturally, and they opted to not pick him up. That is announced as well. The Atlanta is one of the teams where they were very clear, and, and everybody mm-hmm. that's leaving has been announced and released. So okay. we're confident the Pogman will be elsewhere. Okay. And we have, uh, how are we saying this one? LR1S, Lyris, Lyris? So I've been saying Elris, Elris, um, but that makes sense. We do have reason to believe it's Iris and there was like a translational error or something like that. But he he said, write it out with Elris. He said, write it out with Elris since that's what I wrote. He was very cool about it. Um, And then everybody like tripped over themselves to start saying Iris and nobody said the same thing and it was a mess. So I'm going with Elris until the name on his Jersey is different. All right. So Elris. 
Uh, he is kept. His option was picked up. Sorry, I thought we already did that one. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, we we know we know what his name might be now, but not what his uh, contract uh, status was. Okay, and then we have, there, then. <laughs> and then we have Masa. Masa, you got to keep this one, right? His option was exercised, so theoretically, the last year of his contract is what he's going into here. So he'll be he'll be there. We round out the Atlanta rain with. Two DPS, two tanks, and two supports, all kept on the roster. So, uh, Yeah, I kind of like this, and this is a theme that will come up. There's a couple other teams that did something similar. Mm-hmm. Like, It's crazy that you might be a decent performing team and you know keep a starter's worth of, worth yeah. of your roster keep around. Court. Yeah. Um, they also cut the dead weight everywhere else on the roster, which I really, really like. I mean we can get into a conversation about who the better flex support was in the team. Um, I know I probably don't agree with the coaching staff on this one, but I also don't think it was like a major tier jump between mm-hmm. the two. Uh, we did have a limited sample size from Elris, if my memory is, is accurate there. Um, so it, it's going to be very interesting to see what they do. Notably, like I said, there's no flex DPS player here, right? Like Erster was their projectile guy. Saucy was based on the times he's played competitively at a high level in contenders mm-hmm. or whatever, he appears to be a bastion main. Um, but in all <laughs> reality, he's, he's a, another flex DPS kind of a projectile guy, mm-hmm. a little bit more hit scan than Erster, I believe. But um, yeah, so there's definitely going to have to be some DPS signings going on here, but the rest of the roster, they could probably just run with this and, and be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also do expect a couple of signings here from Atlanta um all things considered i i do like i said i really like the way they're going about this they're mm-hmm. they were a solid team they had a good record they were in a postseason finish spot i don't see a reason for them to really panic and blow it up they didn't even really utilize sharp last year mm-hmm. so they've got some unknown going on there um i kind of the way he's got this longer term contract combined with the fact that they didn't use him last year tells me he was always a bit more of a longer term developmental prospect somebody that they brought in to to transform into the player they want him to be before they use him mm-hmm. um so i think we're there's a good chance we're going to see some of that this year i uh, get to see a little bit more sharp and um yeah i don't know what, what are your thoughts here on, on this move I, there's some big names they let go here like some players yeah. i really think could make a splash elsewhere well, I mean, the big one, I mean, yes, we have a personal connection to Dogman, um, and he's great. But like you said, I mean, is there a huge jump there? You know, looking at it objectively, probably not. I mean, Erster's... come to any of our parties, so... Right. <laughs> True. Um, Erster, on the other hand, I feel like there's some... He can be jumping some tears on some of these players, and we've talked about it since the beginning of... Uh, season two actually about how erster is like mvp like caliber player now has not really it doesn't seem like he's really been given the opportunity to to show that and i mean maybe that's a good thing overall for erster is like okay well hey they weren't you know atlanta wasn't really giving him the time to shine let him let him go elsewhere let him be the star of another team let him be you know, or at least put up a fight for a starting spot on another team. Um, I think, you know, I mean, we've talked about it for a while now. Like, why are you, why are you not unleashing Erster on onto the world here and, and keeping him benched? But 
hey, if you're not going to use him, you know, ship him and and get someone else that's going to mesh with, you know, your uh, plan for the team. Whether I agree with that plan or not is irrelevant. Like you're running with it, so uh, you know, you no need to no need to uh, cage Erster anymore. Absolutely. Uh, and they did give him a bit of a chance to to kind of show what he still had last year and it, it didn't look great. Mm-hmm. But um, you, when you go from kind of an MVP caliber performance, right? Yeah. Like we were talking about him in that vein because yeah. he was so impactful for this roster in their, their first year um, that it really felt like he should have been a big part of their plans last year. And and he definitely did seem to be a little bit more of an afterthought than um, some of the other guys. I mean, they even went out and signed saucy and then started playing him over Erster. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to argue with the performance that he, he put out when having the limited opportunity, but Mm -hmm. um, I think he just needs a new location, a new, a new opportunity somewhere else to try to fit in. I know they kind of went out of their way to like, signed to Fran and then bench him. Uh, you know what right. I mean? And like, that's, that's a little off putting, I think for a player and maybe it, it mentally kind of takes you out of feeling like you're part of the, the team or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, part of the franchise's plans. And, and I think that can absolutely affect the player. So um is a player. I think that has a ton of upside that will be finding a new home. Um, I don't know if you know anything about Houston Erster, but I encourage you to look into the town <laughs> a little bit. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, really pumped to see where he go- he's going. Yeah. And uh, Atlanta continues to be a team that while not maybe hitting home runs on every single signing, I, I tend to like their process and the yes. way they go about doing things. Mm-hmm. And I think that even if they're not going to immediately find success, like, listen, I'm not the biggest Gator Hawk duo fan in the world. I have nothing against them. I don't go on tirades against them or anything like that but i just i'm, I'm not underwhelmed i'm not overwhelmed i'm right. just whelmed by them um <laughs> no one likes and to be whelmed no one likes to be whelmed uh so you know i i get what they're doing i get they're trying to build something i think they want to be uh at least heavily western and yeah. and not go the full korean route mm-hmm. and i think that's why you see a player as talented as pokepo go but mm-hmm. that's another one i think he can really step into another team take over as a main tank and uh we can be asking ourselves what atlanta was thinking here this time right. next year um seeing where those two players go and the mm-hmm. kind of impact that maybe they're able to have on a either a new one of the newly formed super teams that's being assembled <laughs> or yeah. um you know one of the teams that's maybe kind of taking a similar route to Atlanta and and reshaping their roster around the the pieces they like and the pieces mm-hmm. they wanna they want to keep. Yeah, I, I, I think overall, um, you know, taking again, not going into the the specific strategy of Atlanta um on the on the specific player level, I do like the hey, we've got six starters or at least the potential to field six starters right now the sort of pressure, the looming, like, okay, well, we need to find, oh, we need to find someone to pair with our, our one DPS that we kept, right? We need to find that second DPS, and, oh, well, what if they don't work together? It's like, you've got a base that you can play the season and start the season with. Now, you can bring someone in, develop them up. Maybe they, you know, maybe they're not a starter at the beginning of the season, but they practice with the team and they get there and then maybe halfway through the season or a couple of weeks into the season, you bring them in and and then they're your star or something like that. Or maybe someone comes in and meshes uh, right away. You don't necessarily know that coming in. We've seen time and time again, the name and stats of the player 
are good for Overwatch League trading cards. They're not necessarily good for coming in onto a new team and making an impact. We've seen plenty of on-paper amazing players who have had uh, storied performances that just don't work with the team. Um, uh, I'm looking at you, Fisher, multiple times. Um, and sometimes he does work, though. But um, end of the day, you've got your core whether those are your starters or not, you don't need to make that choice right now. You've got a lot of time, but you've got a core. You've got a, a team to bring new players onto, right? You're not necessarily giving the keys to the Cadillac to six new players, right? You've got a, you've got a, a team that, can that you can field, and you've also got a team to represent the organization for the new people coming in, which we've talked about for... A long time now. It's not just the on-stage performance that matters. It's the hey, what if they're, you're bringing in rookies from contenders? How are you gonna, you know, integrate those people in and get them used to playing in the Overwatch League? Especially if people haven't traveled. If we're going to be traveling next year, if we're going to be doing the homestands, we're not sure how that's going to work. But we want people who have been in this environment before uh, with the organization. And are going to be able to to be that core both on the stage and you know in the clubhouse. So long winded way of saying I like the fact that they have two at each positions. <laughs> but we'll move on two, here. Two at each position and two open spots at each position. Yes, yes. We we're big fans of that bringing. Even if you want them to be your starter, um, we're big fans of bringing in young talent that can pressure them mm -hmm. from the bench, can provide mm -hmm. competition for the position. Uh, it really does bring the most out of some of your players and um, especially a team like Atlanta that, that seems to be operating and functioning in yeah. my opinion, similar to how a traditional sports team kind of would approach things. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a, it's a good sign. It's, it's a healthy environment for yeah. growth. Uh, and mm -hmm. I think that's really, really important to these teams, yeah, especially the middle pack ones, the teams in right. the Atlanta rain position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Atlanta ran a team that could very easily shoot up or down. We've seen we've yep. seen both we've seen both ends of that uh, of that spectrum. Um, the last thing that I will mention that I think is is likely to be a recurring theme throughout a lot of these teams is the cutting of the you know the dead weight or the you know the the player. I I don't think we're going to be seeing gone. I think are the days of having the the random one off player that is signed for seemingly no reason and then is never played. You know, the the players on the bench that are providing very little and, and do almost nothing the entire season and Okay. But I set the building on fire. I think gone are the days of the Miltons of the league. I think, you know, after this last season coming into last season, I think we saw I mean we saw the um the Chipsa signing we've seen we saw all sorts of like play, like teams like overloading on on players which was a cool thing and a good thing and I think if we were looking at the the season that could have been uh in the in the timeline where we don't have covid yeah maybe you know you've got your chipses of the world that are doing more of a that are more of a social presence or more of a streamer presence or doing something at the the home stands and you can actually utilize this talent in other ways. It's not just on the stage, but we have no idea right now. We, the world has changed and so has the overwatch league. And I think the approach from the teams has also changed. I don't think we're going to be seeing that, uh, those types of, uh, players 
uh, at least not at the same frequency that we did at the beginning of last season. So that's another thing to keep in mind, but we'll move on here. Are we the- sure we want to? Because I see the name of the next team, <laughs> and I would just rather not. But well, I suppose we might. We as well are, uh, I think, ethically obligated to at this point. Um, Listen, they have no ethics whatsoever. So, uh, anyways, right. Let's so just let's get right into let's the just, Boston uprising. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll be the bigger. We'll be the bigger people here because most of the time we are. Um, I was going to say, <laughs> I don't have much choice. <laughs> Okay, we start with the DPS, and we'll start with Color Hex. Color Hex, uh, who's really never uh, excelled or shown to belong on the Overwatch League stage, will, of course, be picked up and brought back next year by the Boston <laughs> Uprising. Congratulations, Color Hex. You're still in the league. Yeah, still still here. All right, and the other DPS player of the Boston Uprising, Jerry. One of the few bright spots of the year. His option was exercised, but when they wrote a big blog post talking about who they're bringing back, guess whose name was not in mentioned in the blog post? <laughs> that would be Jerry. Ah, uh, um, so he's he's in the them. he's in the Overwatch League farm system right now. They're they're selling him. I'm pretty sure of it. Uh, I've got him marked yellow to fit our color mm-hmm. coordination mm-hmm. scheme. Um, but as of right now, he is under contract as part of the Boston Uprising, as far as we know. And if they can't sell him off, then I'm sure they'll use him. So sorry, Jerry. Jerry, it was a perfectly good watch. We need to get that clip. We need, uh, when he signs somewhere else, if it's for one of our teams, we need the Jerry. Hello. <laughs> the, the tattoos on the knuckles yeah. from yes uh, yeah it'll, it'll be great we'll get we'll get there there's a lot of jerry there's a lot as soon of as yeah. he's off this team yeah, we yeah. Don't like talking about exactly all right let's move on to the tank position and i think this is this has got to be a decision that if they're the the boston uprising are making that is confusing from the sense of uh they're not trying to sell this player they're going to actually use them but it is fusions i don't know what you sell them for um, listen, he's a very good Reinhardt player. That's the end of his resume. Um, he keeps them so limited in compositions they can run and excel at. It's it's crazy. Um, he has to be part of a main tank pairing. Somebody mm-hmm. think what Paris did where they would sub out uh, Ben Best and, and bring in uh, No Smite, I believe it was, to, to play the Winston. Or you look at how San Francisco handled Jerry, or not Jerry, uh, uh super and oh smurf man i don't know why i couldn't remember that name it was only on my mvp list so why would i remember him um you need something like that and this is a budget team who probably doesn't Mm want to pay two main tanks so you'd think they probably would move on from fusions and get somebody that's a little bit more balanced and and can just constantly be there so snap off that option you got to exercise that one bring him back again all right, moving on. We've got Mikey. Mikey looked pretty bad when they got a chance to use him, and they very correctly declined to pick up this option. So congratulations, Boston. I agree with one of your choices. <laughs> All right, and last tank here, Punk. Punk was, I believe, a midseason acquisition, and he was a very, very solid Sigma player for this team. He flashed at times, which is hard to do on such a meh, mediocre roster that loses so much. Um, I think he's a player with some pretty decent promise. 
And I think this was a good move to uh, exercise his options. See what see what they got in him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe with a full off season to work with them and and everything like that. I I don't mind extending Punk for the last mm-hmm. year of his deal. All right, we move on to the supports for the Boston Uprising. We start with Halo. Halo's last name is Hammond, so I feel I like you make him into a tennis player. Thing. And go with it. I had no idea this was true, uh, but it, uh, looking at it, I couldn't not see it. Uh, Halo's option was declined. He will not be back, mm. and that's probably for the best. All right. And then last player, Myung Bong. I mean, you got to keep Myung Bong. He was, he was, the, our, was he our sleeping dragon? I want to say he was our mm. sleeping dragon. He might have been on the list. He was on the list. I don't know he, if he was. He, definitely on the list yeah i'm not 100 percent sure who won that particular award um but, but he was great he kept them in games he kept them competitive at times they they didn't otherwise deserve to be um yeah i, I think he, he absolutely is coming back he's under existing contracts so theoretically there's an option at the end of this one although we've no idea if that's the case it could just show up free agent next year who knows poor myung bong uh you're stuck you can't get out <laughs> And you're doomed. You've been trapped. Um, but no, this is a very good signing. This is, in my mind, their valuable piece. This is mm-hmm. this is their nest egg. This is what they've been playing this right. whole time for is to eventually sell this contract to someone. Right. Um, and but they did announce they're keeping him, so I don't think there's currently like a plan or a deal in place, mm-hmm. or even in theory, uh, with with Myung Bong, like there pro- seems to be with Jerry. So we'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, there was also some restructuring in the coaching mm-hmm. staff department here for Boston. Minnie and Spackle are no longer coaching. Lori has joined the uprising as their head coach. Minerals now in a management position with the team. Um, so they put out a blog post basically saying they um, really like their new coach. They gave all their players who, for the most part, don't belong in Overwatch League the mm-hmm. option to stay or not. Um, what? Like, don't you have a general manager and scouts to make that? Why would you give them the option? They know they're not going anywhere else. Of course they're staying here and continuing to make a professional living playing a video game. Um, Absolutely baffling to me that they can run their organization this way and maintain even one fan. Like, even if you're from Boston at this point, um, Huck's up in his ivory tower uh, at the, I don't know, where the one of the rub and tugs that, that Robert Kraft owns. I, I don't know. Um, no, Huck's uh, theoretically still GMing or doing, you know, whatever he does. He's, he's clearly involved in the um, scouting process. I mean, he built the original roster that overperformed expectations mm-hmm. by a lot in, in the first season. Um, so he's, you know, very clearly still around and involved. I think he's like president though, right? I don't oh think he's yeah. Got you're the right. GM he's title or gaming. something. Yeah um which would mean that mineral probably goes into the gm title and and what a coup for huck to get off of the list of jobs where you know you're commonly fired for performance reasons <laughs> for this team um that man just is, is he's just taken over this tiny corner of the league um and he doesn't get to run it his way because i don't get the imp- i mean he was a professional player and yes. and i want to say like starcraft starcraft or yes um and i think he's got the pedigree i to me it's got to be driving him nuts i can't put my head in this in in his shoes or in his you know i can't put my my thoughts in his head and try to figure out where he's coming from and get his perspective on it but it's i feel like it's got to be driving him nuts 
to like just have his hands tied. Hey, you can't ever spend more than league minimum on more than one of your players right. at any given time. Uh, you've got to accept any and all tangible trade offers that come through that make a profit right. for right. for the owner for any amount of money. Group. Yeah, um, like it's it's brutal, but. Um, job security and he's he's working in esports so he's got me beat um yeah job security and like if you're told like i don't know i'm completely fabricating this and maybe i'm just thinking about this because i i literally watched the movie moneyball the other night or started watching and then i fell asleep good good movie by the way if you haven't watched it's on netflix be older um it's a great movie okay um but uh you falling asleep in the middle of a movie oh no no no. i put it on so that i could fall asleep um okay yeah that's fine it was like two in the morning. Um, <laughs> but uh, if he's like, if they're like, yeah, just play around. We're not sure, you know, about the league, like what, what the league is going to look like. We're not sure, like, who's going to be good, who's going to be a type of superstar. So let's let's suss it out. And like the first three seasons, first four seasons or whatever, just just, you know, nickel and dime get players, build up some, and then everything that you make, you get to spend on year act year five or whatever. And like, we'll give you, and you can get your super team or whatever. I don't know. I'm, I, can I see feel like that. he's just got to get a percentage of all incoming money from trades and stuff. That's, that would also that's the, only, sense, yeah. the only way that it, <laughs> it could make sense to me. Um, and, and listen, I know I'm very aware of my deep seated hatred for the owner of this team yes. and that I will never give them a fair chance ever i'm very very aware of that if you're a boston fan i really am sorry but like me critiquing this team today other than the rub and tug shot um, (laughs) was not based in my deep-seated hatred for the ownership group it's a shared across just about everybody that that follows the league and watches these teams and has eyes like and has eyes uh (laughs) and a brain that's connected to those eyes yes um like get out while you can this is brutal uh i like don't saddle yourself with this is not a professional sporting team this is a profit center for the ownership group and they're treating it as such and they're not even trying to hide it right like they're just blatantly throwing it in your face by by reciting color hex and and fusions and and just these not ready for primetime players and i'm terrified to see what the the signings are going to be i mean listen in all fairness we're in the free agency period don't drop them right now because i said so wait and see who they sign and when you're sitting there scratching your head no this is what the uh we've had what three champions so this will be the (laughs) fourth season in a row that they've done the exact same thing yeah. of going over the top budget, signing p- players that f- make you feel like you don't have any chance to succeed and run, yeah. run, 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 and find somewhere else. Yeah. Um, we'll take you yeah. here in Toronto. Um, <laughs> sure. Always. Hawks hometown. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Any last uh, comments no. on Boston? <laughs> okay. Let's move on to a lighter note, a team that you have, say you kind of took them under your wing a little bit this season i believed in them yeah you you did spit in my face but i believed in them hey Um, sometimes you take a baby and it throws up on you that's what the uh the chengdu hunters may have done for you death blow but we'll start with the dps bacon jack bacon jack has retired and will not be returning to the chengdu hunters next year all right so gone gone with the wind jinmu 
Jinmu is one of the many players on this team that doesn't have to be decided upon with their uh, option until okay. November 13th. So when you read a name and I go, I don't know, that's what I mean. It's that until November 13th, we don't, they don't have to make a decision yet and they haven't announced it. Yeah. I'll just go through all of the, cause it's a lot of the team here. So we, we start with Jinmu in the DPS section that is option until November 13th. And then in the same vein, in the tank section, we have Amang, Elsa and late young and then on the support section, we have Kayo and Yevtel. 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 All of them, the team can uh, exercise the option until the 13th of November. So a little under uh, about a half a month here. So um, it's a lot of the team. But, um, okay, let's go back up uh, to the last DPS player, Leave. Leave had their option exercise for 2021 and will be back with the Chengdu Hunters. I have his uh, his uh, signature on a uh, T-shirt that I wore all day, not realizing that it was signed by the entire uh, the entire team. Um, <laughs> all right, so we talked about almost all of the tanks, um, but Atting is also here. He retired. So now there is no main tank on the roster that can reasonably play uh, normal tanks, anything other than, than wrecking ball. Um, I mean, Aming did kind of show that he's growing a little bit as a player and then adding to his hero pool some, but yeah, their, Mm -hmm. their safety blanket when the ball's not working out is now gone. Um, So yeah, they're all theoretically or very possibly be a new main tank joining the roster. Gotcha. Okay, and then let's move on to the supports. We start with Lengsa. His option was declined for 2021. He will not be coming back. All right, and then finally, Molly. Molly, um, that's the Valorant uh, Brimstone. Molly. That's the only thing I hear when I, when I say Molly's yep. name. Um, <laughs> he was picked up. His option was exercised for 2021, so he will be back. All right, so... Not as much of a complete picture here, obviously, because let's see, two, four, six players are uh, still up in the air here. But any initial thoughts on uh, at least the the two players who were who were uh, had their options exercised? Great. Uh, it's not really, not really too much to it there. I mean, Lee's yeah. a really, really, really strong player. Yeah. I want to see him stay. Leave and Jinmu should be the the primary DPS for this team. They need to go mm-hmm. out and find themselves like a really, I'd say specifically hit scan guy. Unless I'm uh, forgetting the hero pool of Leave, but I don't think I am. Um, yeah, he's got him in his pool, but he's he's definitely a little more flexible. So I'd want to see maybe like a, a sniper specialist, somebody like Ans, um, that could come into this team. And you know, you need to be ready for those double hit scan metas, as we've seen. Uh, you know, you, you've got to have that option. And, and leave is fine to be that secondary one, but I would really like somebody in there that is primarily hit scan and hit scan mm-hmm. exclusive. Um, so I am expecting to see an, an addition made there, but overall, this is a team. I don't know what I want them to be. I don't know what they want to be. I don't know what they're going to be. It's so all this yellow really makes it impossible to yeah. tell. Um, if most of it turns to red by next week or by the 13th, 
then this isn't going to be a meme team anymore. This isn't going to be a team that mains ball, right? right. That, that's just going to go off meta at all times. Um, they did bring back their original head coach that led them in this direction initially, which kind of makes you think that's the direction they're going mm-hmm. um, and is staying that way. It's just an experiment to me that hasn't succeeded and the granted they're fun to watch but yeah. like it's only so fun to watch a team lose with style for so long <laughs> yeah. and especially I if just, you're a real fan of the team too we're just yeah kind of passing I, watching them i i can i can get behind and enjoy this team either way um so it doesn't really I, i'm not invested in any way shape or form on the yeah. Chengdu hunters but generally speaking when faced with a decision like this like hey it it seems so easy to me to answer this question because of the way i'm gonna word it admittedly but like hey blevins do you want to keep being a joke or (laughs) do you want to take our 20 million dollar investment and get serious yeah exactly i mean i don't want to be a joke unless it's a very funny joke right i mean and they (laughs) are but like that's still all they've really been yeah there's plenty of talent here that i think they could keep they could keep a veltal they were already keeping leave i think jinmu's a great player and they they could easily transition into something a little more serious even mm-hmm. late young you don't need to blow up this roster in order to get yourself there you just need to like take that direction and probably get yourself somebody other than other than Aming. and you can even keep him and let him be like your pocket wrecking ball because We've got all these metas and all these postseasons we get to where all of a sudden you've got mm-hmm. to have the Roadhog or you've got, and someday that's going to be the wrecking ball. And right. so you, maybe you want to have him around. And he's also probably, we, we're not involved in Chinese streaming services, so we don't know how good of a streamer he is, or right. but I'd have to think a guy that plays such a unique, and I mean, we've got like Yeetle, that's a popular streamer mm-hmm. over here, and he's, I have to think a fraction as good as at, at the character as Amang is. So, um, yeah, I just, I want to see them at least give themselves the ability to get serious and, and mm-hmm. go for it. And if hero pools stick around and it becomes better to play something off meta and do it your way, that's fine. But like they need more of an ability to go, okay, it's, it's a goats meta. We've got to do it. Like, let's, let's go. Let's be able to to play that or whatever the, the meta is. They need to be able to at least try to fit into it or like mm. have the players there that like, maybe what's actually meta is something you're good at. You know, if you build a balanced roster, you can have that be the case every now and then. Um, so yeah, I want to see probably half of these yellow names go to red and, and go <laughs> go get some honest to goodness talent yeah uh, especially with all the all the players that are are being let go elsewhere too yeah the last comment i'll make on it is you you put it perfectly it's like they were kind of a, a science experiment that i mean the results were conclusive they just weren't positive right like right it was hey you can be off kilter and it showed flashes of of being successful but flashes only matter at very specific times and those never lined up for <laughs> for the hunters they were never able to put forth a uh, a real playoff offering even even in the the you know the the seasonal tournaments there was no obviously deep playoff run uh at the end of the season so yeah you can have flashes where you're really good in certain metas and then it seems like the rest of the league uh, either already knows how to counter what you're doing or counters it very soon after. And it, it was, it's, 
you know, not a net positive for the organization overall. So, yeah, I, I would, uh, even though it is very fun to watch, I would like to see them just sort of round out a little bit more evenly and, and more traditionally. And yeah, if you can keep some of that philosophy going and like, hey, try to encapsulate those flashes and, and utilize them at certain spots instead of always relying on that and have it just kind of fall flat. So I think there's a lot of, there's certainly, uh, I mean, a lot of unknowns here, but that can that can still be good um, for you if you are a Chengdu fan. But you mentioned you wanted to see a lot of red for Chengdu. <laughs> did you want to see a lot of red for Dallas? Because, boy, if you did, you sure got it. <laughs> you basically had to. Let's cut right. to the last page here. Um, Doha was kept AKM, Onigad, Gamzu, Note, Trill, Closer, Crimzo, Paintbrush, and Unco were all let go yeah um that's a wholesale firing of everyone uh outside of the coaching staff yeah. i think they kept their interim guy i know like volgen left i think he was with their coaching staff mm-hmm. and um but yeah they have completely reset yep. and they've been the biggest news generator because they've also made some additional signings here mm. um so they're really making a push to bring back the old element mystic team. Um, okay. That means sparkle and Hanbin have joined this team from the Paris eternal. Um, those players were, we haven't gotten to, uh, gotten to Paris yet. That's, uh, let's, let's be honest with ourselves at this point. That's day two, uh, episode number two. Of, <laughs> yeah, of we're this, we're uh, running. We're we're soon running up on time. We might not even yeah. be able to get to half, but that's okay. Yeah. Um. So they're absolutely um paying right now to bring in talent. Right. right. Um. They were just about across the board. Options declined for these teams. Yep. So, uh, they ex- exercised the option on Doha and let every single other player go. Sparkle and Doha used to play together with Hanbin on Element Mystic. Their coach Rush, who was the head coach from Paris, was also acquired by the Dallas Fuel. Um. Yeah, they're they're really really making this push. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of other players that I think might be headed this direction as well. Um, I believe Jexay comes from uh, Element Mystic, uh, this Element Mystic team that they're rebuilding. So I think that's one you might see head over there. Which I mean, you were mad at Mecco for being a traitor. I will. Uh, <laughs> Jexay, don't you do this to me. Um, <laughs> But in all seriousness, you know, we gave them a lot of credit going into last year. They had some ugly, ugly, bad contracts that they were Mm -hmm. just kind of stuck with because players like money. Um, So they didn't want to just take less to leave or whatever. And they they decided to stick it out. And they went and spent anyways to bring in some talent that made them at least viable instead of just being kind of a joke and a a meme, um, which they would have been had they not brought those players in. It's hard to think this team's not going to succeed, but it's also kind of hard to fully buy in when we've thought that they've done such good things with their roster every single year so far. Yeah. And they've just fallen flat. Including before the first season where they were touted as a top two team. Yes. Um, And had performed as such as like, you know, six of those eight for a long time. Yeah. Um, So, 
it's going to be really interesting to see personally i don't share the concerns or the worry about the coaching staff or the organization as a whole that a lot of other people do yeah let's be honest about what envy is and that's a top esports org and every single esport they touch and the one exception to that is the dallas fuel and overwatch and i think uh hastro's had enough and he's willing to take some of those winnings from the other leagues and spend it here sure. because he wants a dynasty he's he's uh walter white you know he's in the empire business he's he's trying to trying to really do something um and so far it looks like he's just hitting a home run i mean how much did i gush last year about how good uh this paris team was going to be once sparkle got unlocked and what they went on i think win one of the tournaments and Mm -hmm. and went nuts and they didn't have the whole complete roster there to really keep that from being a meta specific thing that you know that they were able to really excel and it just didn't quite hit for them but yeah dallas walked up to to the paris eternal office with a brinks truck and and unloaded it here (laughs) to get these three pieces away from them like i said all of them are under contract which means these weren't signing a con you know negotiating with the player on what their salary was going to be this was negotiating with an organization hey we'd like you to be terrible next year how much money to make that happen right um and it was enough for paris to go okay yeah we'll take it so dallas is spending and with how many teams given the the budget question marks the Mm -hmm. reorganization of things the the covid aspect of everything what is this season going to look like there's a lot of teams that are gonna kind of try to do what the valiant did last year and that's maybe invest in a coach, get a couple of pieces mm-hmm. and then kind of just fill in around them and, and right. then work on it next year when things are a little clearer. Um, Dallas is one of them. Dallas yeah. is trying to win, win the league in the next yeah. season that comes up. Uh, that's, that's very, very apparent to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're not in a division with Houston, but there's the rivalry there anyways. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like this one bit. It, it stinks. <laughs> I don't want it get it out of this state uh it's got no business here uh and that should tell you that you know they're they're really um they're really going for it they're making some some great signings and these are uh role stars uh to use the the overwatch league award Mm -hmm. term like all three of the players that are on this roster now um our studs are mvp caliber players that in the right circumstances and the right team with the right amount of play time could absolutely win that award um so this is a great start i'm curious to see if they get real lazy and just go buy all the element mystic pieces Mm -hmm. that were out there um and just throw them in there or if they're really going full super team and they're gonna pluck shu off of guangzhou Mm -hmm. and blister off of london and like just pay whatever they need to to get all these free agents right it'll probably be cheaper than it was to get the three they got from paris so um Dallas is fascinating to look at and watch right now. They're really, yeah. really doing a lot. And um, unlike the Boston fans that have stuck around through three years, um, they're, I think Dallas Fuel fans are, are going to be rewarded. It's so much faith. I mean, Doha, you, if you don't think he's a great DPS player, you weren't paying attention. And, and same thing with Sparkle and Hanbin. Like anybody that really sat down and watched them play, you can see it. It's, it's there. These are, mm-hmm. these are special players. Um, that transformed a team that was next to nothing uh, in, yep. in Paris before they got there. So, yeah, great to great to see. Um, 
then there's Exy off in off in the corner playing the the world's smallest violin on Paris. Still the only <laughs> the only player with um, kind of that MVP caliber of talent left. And um, one I'm I wouldn't be surprised to see join Dallas either because you look at Sparkle, you look at Doha, and you there's no hit scan there, mm-hmm. right? Like they need there will be a third hit scan player brought in to kind of complete that DPS rotation. Um, and then obviously you've got the tank and support lines, but um really any direction is possible at this point with dallas and, and we've just got to get the popcorn out and, and be ready to to watch him build this thing um but yeah this is going to be at least an attempt at a super team uh we'll wait and see who all they sign but so far the the keep was a home run they had to keep him yeah uh, in doha and the two additions are are out of the park as well so yeah really really going to be exciting to watch them and and see what they build it we saw like you mentioned with uh with valiant a lot of like yeah we're going to start a new i mean we saw it with london as well we're going to start a new we're going to start new we 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 shipped off we've got a new uh you know a new core that we're going to build up and it's a lot of unknowns or a lot of players that are are rookies and this is not what this is uh and this is exciting i mean the other the other uh, the other side is exciting too. Yes, you get to see a new team. You get to see the beginnings of potentially a great team. But it's like, yeah, I want the good stuff now. Give it to me now. Let's see it. And Dallas seems to be paying for it, which is really exciting. And uh, hey, a lot of signings that n- literally need to happen, which is always uh, exciting if you're a Dallas Fuel fan. So uh, yeah, the payoff for uh, being a Fuel fan may be coming to a theater. Well, not a theater because theaters but a uh, a monitor near you let's move on now and yeah we can at least we can at very minimum do at least one more team um let's do the florida mayhem here uh it's gonna become a three-parter real fast isn't it yeah um, it, it very well may be uh but we'll start with the dps bqb bqb is coming up on free agency actually um, his contract is expiring. I personally expect them to try to re-sign him, um, but it is currently up in the air. He got the yellow designation. Okay. Saya player. Gone. Spider? You mean Spider? Spider's a Valorant player now. Uh, he's really, oh, he yeah, changed he's, his name? Yeah, he changed his name and changed his game. Oh, well. Uh, See ya. There you have it. Bye. I, Bye, Saya player. I, I really liked Saya player. I know you were you were a big fan. Um, okay, last DPS for Florida, Yaki. Under contract. Good to go. All right. Moving on to the tanks. We start with uh Fate, who is uh in that uh that, that limbo option uh till November thirteenth. So question mark. Um question mark. I'll cut to the last page on the tanks too. They did um say goodbye to carry on though which tells me they're probably going to be exercising that option. oh uh, i didn't get that i i don't have that player uh clip ready Dang. now you're the wayward son i am all right well i will carry on here uh as we move on to uh gargoyle gargoyle is a free agent so he has all the power here he can make up his mind i'm sure the team would like to keep fate and gargoyle together mm-hmm um their tank line to me was never their weak spot or their their issue um i think they could do a lot by adding a you know similar to leave with chang do i think bqb's in that similar category of like 
um that may be different right but i just to me their hero pool always felt a little clunky among their two dps players Mm -hmm. and i thought a third one would really round it out and they're very unique different hero pools than most players like they don't comfortably fit into the i'm your hit scan and i'm your i'm your flex dps player uh to me at least i know a lot of people don't necessarily agree with that but um yeah, so I, I'm expecting them to make moves to re-sign these these free agents, mm-hmm. um, and I think the ones that you know carry on, Saya player, and then the two supports we'll get to in a second here are the only ones that are leaving. Uh, mm-hmm. But Gar- maybe Gargoyle just somebody gives him a, a big old bag and, and he decides oh. to go. Hey, can't can't say no to a nice fat paycheck. Uh, okay, so we already talked about carry on. Moving on to the support, we got Byram. Byram is a free agent. Uh, they said goodbye as well. So he's right. go. said goodbye, Rem. Um, <laughs> Gangam Jin. Under existing contract. Never let that man go. <laughs> and then final player for the Florida Mayhem, Chris. A free agent. They said goodbye. Uh, if I had to pin one weak link on this team it would have been chris hmm. um though he did show improvement throughout the course of the year it was less of a problem as they kind of got solidified got their identity and their you know their their flow going a little hmm. bit as a successful team in the league um but they're gonna look for a new a new main support gotcha, gotcha. jack say much better than dallas over here on <laughs> all right so uh not as much uh, not as big of a blow up i guess as uh as Dallas, though, I guess eh, there just wasn't as many players, I guess. Um, and there's still some yellow here, so it yeah. could look more drastic if they lose the the free agent sure. options and, or and, or opt out of fate. Um, but, I mean, very different <laughs> different situations yeah. as a oh, team yeah. at the moment. So they, they've got their coach, they've got their GM, they mm-hmm. don't need to make massive coaching staff or front office changes. Mm-hmm. Um, they just want to shore up what was a very good roster and, and make it into a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Saya player clearly wanted out. You don't change games like that. It's the minute you're, yeah. you're let go and, unless it was a plan. And that explains why yeah. he wasn't out there this year. Um, and then they spent a good amount of time deciding between carry on and fate throughout the season. They made yeah. their choice and, and they're, they're moving forward. So yeah. uh, make room for, like we talked about with Atlanta, some additional, you know, young talent to come in. They, they need to find themselves a new uh, main support player, but otherwise mm-hmm. they're, looking for depth and and maybe a third player in the dps rotation so they're, they're in a very good spot florida is all right that is the mayhem do you want to do one more sure all right we'll do one more team here and yes this will probably be a three-part episode um at least but we'll uh we'll get through at least one more team here we'll go with the- i knew London for Finney. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> we only kind of did it on purpose. Um, we'll go and talk about the Guangzhou charge, starting with uh under existing contract. Uh, you've got a top tier meme and, and yep. drop for our podcast. Mm-hmm. You can't let that go no, at any cost. I- gotta gotta keep Eileen around. Yeah, that would have also been a, he's pretty good at the game too. Yeah, but you know that I care less about that than the drop. Anyone can be good at Overwatch. Not everyone can. <laughs> uh, okay, happy. 
man, I'm going to say this now. This team is like the most influx of the teams in the league to me. Um, they have massive free agency uh, or players hitting free agency yeah. here. Happy is one of them. Um, he, he's got all the power. He can choose to stay. He can choose to go. Uh, we really don't have any idea what, what he's going to do, what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I mean, Guangzhou, like if they can keep their free agents, they want to keep, uh, primarily happy and, and shoe. I think they're in a great, great spot, but um, they could also be almost involuntarily resetting after turning True. around and becoming like a very good viable team. This True. year it's, could be a rough time to be a, a charge fan, but for right now, no reason to panic. Happy isn't elsewhere. That's as good as I can give you. He right. didn't sign with anybody else yet. Yeah. I mean, there, it obviously is uh sort of in the player's hands, but it also is the org. They, you know, they can, put forth a uh a reasonable offer and maybe uh get him to stay so we shall see all right crystal get him out of here it's god <laughs> god pay your pay your fines to uh hangzhou with somebody else's money <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right uh nero nero is also a free agent um i don't imagine nero is going to stay with the guangzhou charge I think spending a pandemic uh, locked in China uh, was probably pretty not awful, but like pretty hard for an American kid. Um, and I don't think he's going to want to potentially go back into a similar situation. Um, right. The U.S. is opening up and there can be a whole uh, at a different podcast. There's a large conversation going on about whether or not that's smart, um, yeah. but we won't get into that because it doesn't even matter. This is a team that plays in China. I have no idea what, how China is going to handle this um, going forward. And in the long term, how they're going to you know, react to the pandemic when they're going to reopen. Um, I also know he had visa problems. So I don't think the team's going to be willing to like pay him just mm-hmm. gobs of money to, to stick around, but he's a super, super talented kid who I think can probably, take his pick of a lot of the uh the american franchises here Mm -hmm. in the league and and join them and be a a really really solid contributor if not like starting star caliber Mm -hmm. player for them so he's got the yellow designation because who knows um but i think there was like some tweets that were saying like i I miss uh, just just kind of homesicky kind of from nero yeah um and then when you couple that with visa problems it's it just doesn't feel like a a good fit at the moment with the the way the world is is kind right. of um, operating to to keep this American teenager in China, right? To you know, so I, I'm expecting him to go elsewhere. But yeah, yellow for now. Certainly doesn't lead you to believe that uh, he's leaning towards staying at the no, very but least. Nero, have you heard anything about Houston? <laughs> it it's a is phenomenal uh... city, H town. So is Toronto. Um, okay, moving on. Facts. Big facts. We've got Tim Hortons. Uh, let's move on to the tank line where we've got Krong. Krong. Also, one last note to Nero. I'll drive you Paula's Donuts once. Um, okay. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, technically, technically illegal to uh, bring food across the border, but okay. 
my brother works the border. We'll be fine. Um, okay. That's not true. He'd probably arrest me before he'd arrest anybody else. Um, <laughs> <laughs> moving, moving on. We're going to go to Krong. His option was exercised. He will be a tank for the Guangzhou Church. All right. Uh, Rio. Rio is yellow. Uh, November 13th. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Oh, yes. Oh. 13th. Big old question mark. Okay. Didn't, I was not paying attention. Okay. Uh, and we'll move on to the support line where we've got Chara. Free agent. Uh, he was de- His option was available but was declined, so they're going to be moving on. Okay. Uh, how about Neptuno? Neptuno is also a free agent. His option was declined. He's another one of those. The fact they did this with, with – um, neptuno and made it public makes me think they're kind of leaning that way on nero Mm -hmm. Uh, obviously they haven't done it yet so there's more of a desire to to keep him around but Mm -hmm. um neptuno he even agreed with it it was like i was like trying to help them from spain when they're in china and like it just it it was so difficult to be of value and and visas aren't going to be easy to come by post covid Uh, so yeah neptuno is moving on have you heard about houston (laughs) <laughs> or toronto um okay you mentioned you talked a little bit about uh about shoe earlier as well but is there any other comments you have on shoe free agent this is his call um and man he's a big one this is a guy that it was absolutely phenomenal uh at especially at times you know maybe a little streaky but never sometimes streaky means sometimes good and sometimes bad and sometimes streaky means always good and sometimes great. Um, and I think that's more what she was. So I think he's a very, very big ticket free agent. And I think some of these teams that are spending, and I suspect there to be at least three of them, it's not clear the direction Houston's going. Um, but I think at least like Toronto and Dallas are, are going to be big spenders this uh, this off season. Mm. So I'm expecting one of them to, to try to lure shoe away, but, um, there's definitely, I mean, listen, Guangzhou has a pretty solid chip and that's like, we were so good last year, right? Mm. Like, do you, if winning means something to these players, they really might want to stick around and, and make another go of it with a, a couple additions and, uh, you know, a couple small changes to, to the roster and maybe they go into spending mode, right? They sign uh, happy, they sign shoe, and then they go out and get themselves like a beast of a main tank or, you know, something like that. I don't know exactly, not beast, uh, but you get my <laughs> point. Like, just like a, yeah. a really high caliber main tank and mm-hmm. um, they go and get like arc or something and, and try to, you know, revitalize him into an, an elite main support. I, I don't know exactly, but, Guangzhou was so close. I like we were really enjoying their revitalization. They were like the Asian uh Pacific regions Florida mayhem, mm-hmm. right? This year like they were really doing something. So, it's going to be very very interesting to see the directions this team goes. And yeah, Shu is to me the the linchpin. If he goes, do you really want to then pay happy cuz your whole support line's messed up now. Yeah. You're down to you're down to one DPS. Like did you we just rebuild around eileen and krong or you know right. i don't know but yeah guangzhou to me is like the linchpin of this whole free agency period how nuts does this get because if guangzhou lets their players go it's going to get crazy and there's going to be some big big power swings going into next year uh, absolutely um okay and we'll do last player here on guangzhou Waya. free agent his option was declined 
Um, so yeah, he is not going to be back with the Guangzhou Charge. I think he was on their academy roster anyway. Yeah, so. I didn't. I didn't recall. Crystal and, and Wya, I think, were academy players that aren't aren't being brought back. So makes sense. So we've got a little bit of a core. A couple of uh, we, we've got a very small amount of core with just Krong and and then uh, uh, some. Academy players and and maybe uh, you know Neptuno who isn't necessarily well is kind of dead weight but not because of player performance just because of uh, visa. location yeah visa visa and location issues and uh, and then some some question marks up in the air that could really dictate the direction for the Guangzhou Charge so uh, you know maybe if you're a Guangzhou Charge fan kind of holding your breath these next couple of weeks to see where these uh, pan out but. Uh, Certainly uh, could be very exciting and very uh, a very positive boon for the team uh, moving forward. So not a bad spot to be in. But, uh, yeah, I think we're going to call it there. Yeah, we're uh, we're trying not to have a four hour episode, which is what we would be on track for. Uh, Yeah, I know. I know. Um, But that does mean that we're going to get some more free agent talk and we'll, of course, be updating with uh, developments um, that happen within the next few weeks. Again, remember, next week is going to be the Omnic Lab High Noon Podcast Omnic Noon crossover episode. So we're going to put a pin in the the roster talks for a week, and then we'll be right back to it in uh, a couple of weeks. Death, anything else before we get going here? Go Bills. (laughs) <laughs> go bills has been called i'll give uh i'll give us a go bills as well but that is gonna be it thank you everyone for listening and for watching you can find us everywhere high noon podcast youtube twitter twitch all that stuff discord discord.me slash high noon podcast best place to find us death where can people find you on the internet Death Blow TTV on twitch on twitter on any platform i actually use that's my name um at bills film if you want my nfl stuff but it's bills very it's very bills. specific so there's a lot of crossover there's a lot of crossover like it, fans yeah uh of teams we beat <laughs> um <laughs> got it yeah no had um having a lot of fun doing that stuff so if you're at all interested check it out but yeah, otherwise death blow ttv you can find me at the underscore blevins on Twitter and uh, best place to find us is of course discord.me slash high noon podcast but that is going to be it again thank you all for listening and watching for death blow I am the Blevins and remember it's high noon